Welcome to this episode of Here's Something Good, a production of the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Each day, we aspire to bring you the good news, the silver lining, the glass half full, because there is good happening in the world everywhere, every day. We just need to look for it and share it. Here's something good for today. Can a person really change? That question comes to mind as we think about our promises to be better and do better in the months ahead. The answer, happily, is yes. Science tells us, in fact, that it's never too late to change and that our brains and personalities are more flexible than we think. Today's guest, neuroscientist Dr. Tara Swart, is a specialist in brain plasticity. She reveals how to form new pathways in our brains so that we can change characteristics we might consider fundamental, even traits like pessimism or procrastination. Dr. Swart is a senior lecturer at MIT, a leadership coach, and the author of the best-selling book, The Source, The Secrets of the Universe, The Science of the Brain. Here's what she had to say. Welcome back, Dr. Swart. Thank you so much for having me. So we're hoping that the coming months will be better than last year. But is it really actually possible to change your fundamental nature? It absolutely is. And I I almost think that's been put under a magnifying glass during this difficult year. Um, You're right, we've all had to make changes. And although that's been more difficult for some people than others, I think we've all seen that we have been able to adapt and change. And actually, even where people have really, really struggled with that and maybe even had some mental health issues or changes in their body, like sleep changes or retaining more fat, it shows that the brain is so powerful at helping us to survive. Because in a way, a mental health crisis is a way of saying, you need to stop, you need to rest, you need to rethink the way that you're doing things. And you know, a lot of people have put on weight during this crisis. And although that's not necessarily welcome, It is the beauty of the way that our brain tries to protect ourselves by storing up fat in case we're faced with starvation, because on a primitive level, that's a big threat to our survival. And that may not be the case for many people during lockdown, although it is the case for some. So I think seeing the beauty of how our brain naturally reacts to a crisis, but then taking some agency and responsibility over what you do about that so that you're getting the good parts of your brain responding to a crisis and not the parts that aren't so relevant to the modern day or this particular crisis. Well, it's good to know that something positive came out of 2020. So let's say you're a pessimist. Is it possible to change, for example, and become an optimist? Or if you're a procrastinator, can you become a better planner? It is, but it does take hard work. So that's certainly not something that's going to change overnight. I usually say with a habit, two things I usually say. One is that if you're trying to embed a new habit, it would be about as difficult and take about as long as it would for you to learn a new language. So if you think about doing that seriously, we're looking at six months to a year and we're looking at regular practice. Another thing to remember is that a lifelong trait that you've held like pessimism It's been there for a long time, so it's deeply embedded in your neural pathways. So you really have to work hard, repeat the new optimistic behavior, and have that patience to allow your neurons that are firing together in your new behavior to wire together and form an actual pathway that becomes the way that you now operate. And that's the hopeful part of can you change 
even pessimism to optimism, which is that it's all to do with the thickness of your neural pathway because the brain is energy efficient. So the more you work on building up a pathway, it's like, imagine you walk through a field every day and at first it's covered in grass and then slowly the grass gets pushed down by your footsteps and then eventually it becomes a little muddy path and then maybe even you you put some paving stones on it and make it into a proper pathway. It's exactly like that in your brain. So with enough repetition, practice and awareness and some sort of strong emotional desire behind it, you really can change those pathways in your brain. Well, that's motivating. Can you suggest some specific tips for creating these new pathways? Yeah, I've outlined um, a four-step process in my book, The Source, which starts with raised awareness because you can't do anything about something that you're not aware of. So it's about raising from your less conscious parts of your brain to very much the front of your mind. The fact that maybe you have this tendency to be pessimistic most of the time. The second part is focused attention. So looking out for instances where you immediately went down the pessimistic route of thinking or behaving without even sort of noticing that you've done it. So starting to notice that more. The third stage is what's called deliberate practice. So that is forcing yourself to say something optimistic or act in an optimistic way, even if that's not natural for you. And the final piece is accountability, which you can do for yourself or you can use technology for, but it's great to have some sort of accountability partner to be able to say, okay, in the last six weeks, um, there were five times that I would have been pessimistic that I was optimistic instead. Or there were also two times where I could have been more optimistic, but I wasn't. And I'll work on that going forward. Well, that's great to know too. Now, is there an age after which it's much harder to change our behavior? There's always time to change, but there is an age by which the personality is mostly set. And so I prefer to talk about soft wiring than hard wiring. So, you know, I want to take away this idea that the personality is so set that you can't do anything about it. But we do know that the plasticity of the brain naturally slows down a bit by the time we're 25. So from 25 to 65, you have to be more proactive in your attempts to keep your brain plastic and flexible and keep trying to be optimistic if it's more natural for you to be pessimistic. We also know that by your late 30s or early 40s, there are some things you can do, lifestyle factors like sleep, exercise, your diet, that can even prevent the cognitive decline that usually starts around the age of 70. So I think there's a lot of hope there for people to change everything from some small things to even some, some quite big, potentially life-changing aspects. That's amazing. Dr. Swart always gives us a fresh point of view. So here's something good for today. Our brains are more powerful and more flexible than we may think. Our brains have helped us adapt to the challenges of the pandemic, and they'll see us through future crises as well. That also means that we have within us the ability to change aspects of ourselves that we want to change. And as Dr. Swart says, it's never too late to make those changes, as long as we have the patience and the persistence to move forward. Dr. Swart gives us four steps to altering our neural pathways to create this change. First, awareness of our current behavior. Second, focused attention on what we're doing. Third, constant practice. Fourth, accountability, either by having some kind of technology tool or a friend that will alert us when we're backsliding into old patterns. To learn more about the power of the brain, check out Dr. Swart's book, 
The Source, now available in paperback. Here's something else good for today. Renowned psychiatrist Dr. Gail Saltz is answering listeners' most pressing questions on her new podcast, How Can I Help with Dr. Gail Saltz? It's part of the Seneca Women Podcast Network, produced in partnership with iHeartRadio. Dr. Saltz is a clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, a psychoanalyst, and a best-selling author. Her show gives helpful guidance on topics ranging from coping with anxiety to relationships to workplace issues. You can send your questions to How Can I Help at SenecaWomen.com, and you can listen every Friday right here on the Seneca Women Podcast Network. If you'd like to join the Seneca Women Network, go to SenecaWomen.com. There you'll get access to exclusive events and workshops, plus updates on new podcasts and other opportunities to get involved. Thank you for listening and please share today's something good with others in your life. This is Kim Azzarelli, co-author of Fast Forward and co-founder of Seneca Women. To learn more about Seneca Women, go to SenecaWomen.com or download the Seneca Women app free in the App Store. Here's Something Good is a production of the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Have a great day. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.